Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Changing Hats, with our guest, Ben. Thank you for being here today, Ben. Would you please introduce yourself? My name is Ben Safavinia. I graduated from the University of Arizona in 2017. I did attend Matt's class, I believe it was 2016, so my junior year. And it was a great time and I enjoyed it. I, I got a lot out of the class and not... Not a whole lot of universities offer communications or engineering communications. So I think it's a really important aspect for us engineers to, to be able to communicate. There's that. After that, I, I went to Louisiana State University, LSU, initially to pursue my PhD. But two years into it, I decided, yeah, it's not really the path I want to pursue. And I, I just got my master's and then started working at Trinity Consultants which is an environmental firm. My research at LSU had to do with kind of environmental catalysis. So I was directed in that path and then this opportunity came by and yeah, joined Trinity. I worked at the New Orleans office for about a year and then I transferred over to the Phoenix office and I've been in Phoenix for the past two years now. And I majored in chemical engineering. I should have probably started with that, but but yeah, that that is a little bit background about... Me? Yeah. Any follow-up questions off of that first one, Matt? Actually, normally I don't during the bio, but I think you brought up an important thing and it's something that I told you in the class too. And that is sometimes people start grad school and they realize it's not for them. And I think that's really good for people to hear. It's, It's a noble pursuit, but sometimes you get into it and you find out that it's not a good fit. Yeah, going into it, I had an idea and we all as undergrads, we do some sort of research, but when you go to grad school, that's hundred percent what you're doing. So I had some sort of vision of what it's going to be like and stuff. And I thought, um, and again, if, if it was a different professor, it might've been, the outcome might've been different. So I think when you go to grad school, that's, you're going to be dedicated for five years on a certain topic in research. And and then after it, I guess you, the job opportunities narrow down just because you're very specialized. And it's either just being a professor or working in a national lab and then working at companies and doing the engineering job that you learn to do is going to be less of a topic because you're not at that point, you're a scientist. You're no longer an engineer. So that wasn't the path I really wanted to pursue. So I wanted to implement my engineering skills and help the world that way. Yeah, that's that's where I ended up. Yeah, and I think you bring up an important point and it's good for the students to hear. While you might have chosen a university for the reputation as an undergrad, when you're going to grad school, it's really about who you're going to work with. That's right. Uh, your mentor and graduate advisor professor, they have a huge impact on your future career after you finish a PhD and then also your life during the program. Exactly, yeah. My kind of he, he was great to work with. Personally, we got along and everything. It was just a career path that I didn't really want to pursue. And 
he's actually no longer a professor. He's working in a national lab. And that, that's because now it even makes more, because at the time when I made the decision, I wasn't, because I've been there two, two and a half years. So I did the hard press. I published the paper, did my qualifications exam. And I, I didn't know if it was the right decision to get my master's and start working. But now that I see that he's actually working in a national lab too, that he's not a professor. And because if someone's working in a national lab, they're naturally going to shape their students to go in that direction. Right. right. And that that wasn't really what I wanted to do. So yeah, your PI could definitely be important. And I've heard PhD students get burnt out with their, who the professors they're working with. So definitely an important part when um, if you decide to pursue grad school. So now you're working with Trinity Consultants. And why did you choose this career? Yes. So Trinity Consultants. So I, as an undergrad, I had two different internships at two industries at a petrochemical company and at a mining company. And even though I worked in the R&D or research and development part or departments, I I think that there was just, it was, you were tied down to one industry, even though you did different types of research, but it was pretty tied down. You go in pretty much eight to five, same type of people, same type of job, even though in the grand scheme of things are different, but pretty much it would be the same thing. But in consulting, how I like to explain it is wear kind of three different hats. So you wear a sales a sales hat and be a salesman because we got to get the work right. We got to write proposals. And then we wear an engineering hat. We actually got to do the work. And then at some points we do have to wear like a lawyer hat because there's a lot of regulations that we got to understand and everything like that. So that, I guess that, diversity of the work is what interested me the most that I knew at a single day I'm not going to be bored there's going to be different challenges different industries that I'm going to work with and and yeah I think that's pretty much that I was already doing an environmental research related research and I did want to pursue in the environmental field and saw the opportunity and what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation that's a that's a Good, good question. So before graduation, I, and just being completely honest and frank here, I didn't really know what I wanted to do right after graduation. And even though PhD, if you think about it, it's like difficult, you're doing five years and stuff. But to me, it seemed like, okay, an easy way out. Just do what I did for undergrad, right? Just take an exam like the SATs. But in this case, it was for GRE. Yeah, GRE. yeah the GRE. And then fill out an application, send it out if they accept you. So even though I had interned, I I don't know, I guess I chose the path of least resistance. I was like, okay, I'm familiar with how to apply to schools and let me just do that and put the real life back a little like further out. And I think what's important is, and I didn't really do that as an undergrad, is potentially meet with kind of counselors at the schools, right? That just talk through things like talk about your plan forward. I think if I'm thinking back correctly, I mean, we did have a counselor at the school, at the chemical engineering department, but there's not really, it was, I don't know, like I hadn't really chosen a path, right? I wanted to follow and I chose the least resistance, but but I think it's important to talk to everybody, right? Talk to 
people in your family, people who are maybe a few years ahead of you that have already graduated and worked and some who are in PhD. That's not one thing I did. I just like, I just went for it. I didn't even talk to anyone who who was already in grad school and kind of see how that's. And even though I learned like a lot of things just in the two and a half years, I actually found a girlfriend that I'm with, I've been with for five years. So it's a lot of good things came out of it. But I do think that, and it opened more opportunities for sure. But in a way, when I think about it, it's sometimes things that it might've pushed my life back by two and a half years, just because of that, because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So yeah, I think one thing that I would probably tell myself as a senior is to talk to people, see different types of jobs you want to do and make up your mind. And again, everyone's going to change their jobs because I've had folks or my friends that they're working at different companies, they've changed their jobs after a year or two. So it's, and some people don't even find what they love until they're in their 30s or 40s. So it's, yeah, everyone has their own pace. But one, I guess, recommendation for me to just talk to people, have a counselor. It doesn't even have to be in school, right? It could be a, it could be your friend's dad who's an engineer. You look at him as a counselor, right? Just talk to him and talk about opportunities that he had and how he got to where he is. And and yes, that's one thing that I would often tell my younger self. Yeah, I think that's all really good advice. I think talking to people is very important when you're making those decisions, whether it's a job offer after college or going to grad school. I know for me personally, one of my regrets and what I advise people is I went straight undergrad to grad. And I think a gap year is a really good suggestion for people to consider right? Uh, yeah. to get a little bit of work experience. And even if you are totally committed to grad school, I, I think getting some work experience before it is very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? I'll actually take it back to an internship that I had. There's been challenges, of course, with on technical sides and communication side of things, but I think they're very specific to consulting. So I'm not really going to expand on those because if folks are not going to consulting, it's probably not going to really make sense for them. But so one, one challenge that I had, this was my second internship out of school. So the, so my, I guess my supervisor at that internship, she, at the end of the internship, she gave me this book that the book was how to have difficult conversations. And I think, so that book, and then she, we sat down for about, for about an hour and talk about how the internship went, how it was and her kind of feedback on it. But so one thing that I learned or that she was reflecting upon my experience was that the fact that the communication wasn't as clear as she would have liked. So it's, and that, that's, that's one thing that's, I think, certainly important. Doesn't really matter what background you come from. It's important to communicate because at the end of the day, if you do one job or if you mess up something, it's important to communicate. And so everybody's in the, in the know. So one challenge that I had, I think, was the communication aspect of it, aspect of my job. And, but I'm glad that it got brought on, brought on so early on in my career that I, because when I started at Trinity and I've received feedback from multiple people now that, yeah, like Ben's communication is spot on. He keeps everybody in the loop. He 
emails everyone. He keeps on top of people like when they communicate certain things. So it's so that was one challenge that was brought on to me early on. And I'm glad it did when it did. And I, I learned a lot from it. But yeah, I think and it's it's because as engineers, right, we all we do is write reports. <laughs> so you do a lab and then you just write a report and boom, done. But now as a consultant, you there's so many different audiences that you have. You have the agency, you have your client. And every time you speak with someone, you got to make sure you change your tone. How are you talking? You got to dumb it down or you got to talk more technical. The word communication, there's a lot more, and you know this best, Matt, but there's a lot more branches that go off of it. So it's, and as you proceed in your career, you're going to go down to those branches and explore and see what your style of communication is and just pick that up. But but that was ironically, since your classes and communications, that was one of the items or challenges early on, which I think just over the years, thankfully, I've been able to work on it. And yeah, I don't see it, at least right now, as a challenge for me. Yeah. And I think you bring up the importance of reflecting on those experiences of communicating with others and doing better. We always can do better. And having that introspection is really important. It sounds like you had a good supervisor um, to have that conversation with you that kind of puts you on that path. And I also, I recommend that book that she recommends as well. So I'll actually put a link when we publish this to how to have difficult conversations. So I think that's a really good resource if people want to check it out. Yeah. And it's interesting as you, so when I read it, I had one perspective because because I was just an intern. But so when I read it now, I totally, there there's different things that come up to me because now I've worked for about three years and I there were things that come out to me that I wouldn't even know that they existed back then. So it's, so I think reading it maybe every five years as you do go through your career is definitely helpful because every time you learn, you like, the different sentences that it says, they just mean differently to you mm-hmm. as you kind of progress. So that's one of the books that I certainly say, yeah, don't read it, just read it every few years and yeah, go from there. Yeah. And I think also how a sentence lands, if like you're having a video call versus an email can be totally different. Yeah. And that's important to be aware of as well. Yeah, no, I I agree. That's why my job, we work with a lot of offices and a lot of times there's like a long email <laughs> and I don't even go through, I read it, but I'm like, Hey, you want to have a quick call? <laughs> cause it's, cause an email that long of an email might've, it might be, you can resolve it in like a two or three minute call. Yeah. yeah different forms of communication are certainly important. You just got to know how the other party communicates or what's the, their best method of communication. So. Yes, for sure. And what advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? I think just do as much as you can. Just get your feet as wet as they they can be. Ask questions and get to know whatever it is you're working with. Get to know your department. Get to know the company. Get to know how the company operates as a whole. Or if it's grad school, look at the bigger picture, right? Because you're going to be given tasks, small tasks here and there, but it's important to have an understanding of the of the bigger picture and how 
different pieces of puzzle come together and build that entity if it's the if it's the professor's research or if it's the um if it's your company so just and one thing i would say is even though it can be challenging trust me at the beginning but don't say no always say yes to opportunities when they come your way because an opportunity an extra two hours of work might bring in a lot more opportunities down the road so it's yeah i think that's a cliche saying to, to never say no, but I think especially early on, it's important for you as kind of fresh graduates to, to see everything that's out there, right? If you try to limit yourself just right off the bat, it's going to be more difficult down the road. But now if you say yes to everything, then in five, 10 years, then you can go be like, okay, I've that went down that rabbit hole and I don't want to do that anymore. So now yeah, I can say exactly. no. Yeah, for sure. I think this has been a wonderful conversation and very sage advice. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, of course, Matt. Thank you. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.